Welcome to The Honest Pour with John Lennart, where we go beyond the bottle to connect you with the people and places that make each wine so unique. In 1961, a young winemaker from Frangicorta in northern Italy asked his boss if he could make a sparkling wine. The boss said yes, and in that moment, the future of an entire wine-growing region was decided. The winemaker was Franco Zigliani, and his boss was Guido Berlucchi. Today, over 100 winemakers in Frangicorta make sparkling wine in the traditional method. I met with Christina Zigliani, Franco's daughter and director of communications for Berlucchi, to learn about her family's deep connection to Frangicorta and to taste some of Berlucchi's bubbles. This episode of The Honest Pour is sponsored in part by Fooditer.com, bringing you the stories of Chicago's chefs, restaurants, and people who make food all over town. Fooditer.com. Today I'm here with Christina Zigliani of Berlucchi in Franciacorta. She is the Director of Communication. Welcome. Thank you. I'm happy to be here today. Great. Christina and I met about a year ago at a dinner, and we've, been, we've become friends, and I just really enjoy her wines and the wines of Franciacorta. Your family was really important in the development of Frangicorta as, as an area, correct? Tell me about that. Well, yes, because in, um, you know, Frangicorta is a small area just very close to Milan, let's say between Milan and Venice, and closer to, to Milan, uh, more closer than, than to Venice. And in, uh, it was a very poor area not famous for wine, but after the Second World War, you know, many places in Italy were very poor. My father was a young uh, enologist, you know, he studied wine uh, making in a, in a school in Piedmont. He, during his studies, he developed the idea and had the dream to make something that in his mind was you know, a luxurious uh, wine, and that was champagne. So when my father met Guido Berlucchi, he was just uh, emotion touched by the wonderful uh, 16th century cellar underground and the beautiful palace where the Berlucchi family was settled since 1400. And so my father got the idea that he could help Mr. Berlucchi in the production of the white steel wine, but he proposed him to do something very unusual at that time. And that was uh, producing a sparkling wine using bottle fermentation, you know, secondary fermentation. And so in 1961, the first bottle of Pinot di Franciacorta, as they called it, was born. And from that year on, the success was really very, very impressive. And other producers started to plant vineyards and make their own wineries. So nowadays, Franciacorta is recognized as one of the best uh, wine district in Italy. And you produce your, your sparkling wines through the traditional method? Yes, exactly. We only have traditional method. It's forbidden in Franciacorta to, to use any other method. For, no one uses Sharma method because the rules is very strict. We have a very, very list of rules that are stricter than in other any other places in the world. Well, how about the grape varieties? Are the same as in Champagne? Or? Yeah, we have the most uh, of the production is uh, Chardonnay. But in the last uh, 15 years, 
also Pinot Noir has increased because uh, rosé is a very good uh, uh, product from Franciacorta and normally we use a high percentage of Pinot Noir. In the list of rules, for example, we cannot mix red wine and white wine in order to make rosé. We must do maceration on skin. So for one night, we keep Pinot Noir and then we have a marvelous, uh, very pinky color uh, base from Chakorta that is blended to the Chardonnay. Why did your father think we could produce sparkling wines in Franciacorta, what was it about Franciacorta that said to him, sparkling wine is what we should be making here? You know, the, I think that the, the water pushed him to try uh, to make the first bottle was because he loved champagne. And so he understood that that area was good for the soil, good for the climate, and uh, he wouldn't have done anything uh, different. I mean... That was his idea. But also the, the soil is very, very good and the climate is influenced by the mountains. So we have a very cool breeze during night uh, in the summer period, but also by a lake. We have a very small lake. Actually, the Franciacorta area is on the border of this lake. And so winter are, are mild. So our grape becomes uh, uh, mature and uh, doesn't need too much sugar. This is something that for us is very important. And when did, when did French Accorta become DOCG? So actually it became DOC first in 1967. So after, because a winery was already there producing uh, this wine, and uh, it became DOCG in 1990. 1990. And yeah. so and your father was the first uh, to produce sparkling wine in Franciacorta? Yes. How many, how many sparkling wine manufacturers are in Franciacorta now? Oh, well, now uh, we are about 110 wineries. And we are associated in a consortium, uh, you know, association of producers. Actually, the rules, how do you say? The rules. The yeah. rules haven't been given by a government or an, an, an institution, but the producers themselves wanted to write those rules. And because the goal they have is to make a very, very high quality, because, you know, the area is very small and it's about 2,800 2, hectares. So the the production now is about 16 million bottles altogether, and Berlucchi represents the 30% of 30%? Yes. Wow, that's a lot of production. <laughs> well, you know, it's... Uh, but I think the important thing is that the area is uh, promoting and exporting the idea of Franciacorta altogether. So I'm here today, but... Uh, for example, in a few days, there will be a Franciacorta tasting in New York, Las Vegas, Houston, because we are going all together in Japan. Uh, it's going quite well because 
we want people to discover Franciacorta, not only as a wine, but also as a region, because it's a very nice place uh, where to be. It is. If you, were, if you were to describe the wines of Franciacorta to somebody yeah. in general, how would you describe those wines? Well, first of all, Franciacorta is very elegant. This is the, something that is very typical from any producers have elegance, it's sapid, do you say sapidity? Soury, uh, savory, savory, okay. savory yeah. taste, savory uh, characteristics. And um, let's say uh, it's a very, it's a whiny, can I say whiny? I, it's very close to the, to a wine. So uh, the, the yeast uh, uh, flavor is there, but it's not, covering the flavor of the wine itself. So it's um, very smooth, uh, elegant, as I said, well-balanced, acidity and sugar. Uh, nowadays, uh, we are decreasing the quantity of sugar in the syrup, you know, the final syrup mm -hmm. uh, added in the, dose. Before, in the dose, exactly. We think the future is uh, Probably no dosage because. Uh, you think that's the future? Well, you know, it's um, thanks to technology and people are learning and learning because when you. We are a very young area, you know, sure. uh, so only 55 years. And uh, so people are learning from their soil, from their land. So we, we must, we need time to uh, get the best from our uh, area. And another important thing is that one-third of the total area is organic. And uh, a dream that producers have is to become the first organic area for sparkling wine in the world. So, uh, you know, everything is done not for volume or easy money, but for quality. And that's hard. And, and in my experience, the wines of Franciacorta are, are great values. They're, they're not expensive wines. I think that a friend of mine is a champagne collector. And he says the reasons he got in the champagne is because the level of quality for what you pay is better than any other type of wine, whether it's Burgundy or Barolo or Bordeaux or Napa Valley Cabernet. And I find that there's high-quality sparkling wines um, from other areas of the world yeah. that are even better values, like Franciacorta. Is that recognized by the consumer? Italy has a, a lot of areas where uh, sparkling wine is produced. The famous one is Prosecco. Prosecco, of course. But we know, and I better, I want to um, say that Prosecco is another very good area, but it doesn't use secondary fermentation, so... It's a very fruity and uh, very nice wine. And so the, the comparison about Franciacorta and other sparkling wines is that Franciacorta is the most expensive one in Italy. In, it, in Italy. In Italy, yes. Because, but to produce Franciacorta is very expensive. <laughs> the sure. cost of production is very high and it's a never-ending uh, increasing in quality, you know. What is important is that many producers in Franciacorta are very, very small. We have some producers that produces 10, 20,000 bottles per year. So this, you know, community made of uh, 
uh, not big, but bigger wineries and very small winery who are suppliers of the big wineries with their grape is very important because we it's a sort of competition in who is better in producing, not who is bigger, but who is the best. Well, clearly no one's bigger than Berlucci and Franciacorta. Well, no. <laughs> oh, right. But so how do you how do you see your role in 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 promoting the area? Is you're the biggest, but there's all these all these these smaller producers out there. What what do you see as Berlucci's role in Franciacorta? Well, Berlucci has a very big role because uh, uh, we own 80, 85 hectares of vineyard and we buy 500 from 500 wow. hectares. It has a big role because uh, many grape grower, many growers uh, have uh, Berlucci as a client, but not only a client. We like to say that they are our partner. We have a team that uh, of, um, how do you say, agronomo, uh, sorry. <laughs> agronomy, like a... a, a, a technical f- people from the... Sure, the, the, like the farmers farm, and the... Yeah, exactly. Uh, a team that stay side by side with the growers in order to uh, help them when they have difficulties or something sure. happens in the weather, you know, because, and we have forced our supplier to become organic because uh, the total production of Berluki is organic. Although, total production. Yes. Although we don't have the label, the, the organic printed on label yet because we want to take some time. Sure. It's not a marketing idea, but it's because we want to get the best from our uh, uh, you know, from our area. And let's talk about the wines. What wines does Berluki produce? Well, Berluki has uh, different lines uh, in Italy. He is uh, quite famous for uh, this Berluki 61. It's a line that, of course, was made for, uh, you know, the the, uh, the year of uh, our 50th anniversary. Not only our, but it represents the first year of Franciacorta because that was the first bottle produced. In this line, we have Brut, made of 80% Chardonnay, 10%, 20% Pinot Noir. Uh, Rosé, that is 60% Pinot Noir and 40% Chardonnay. And we have other um, typology, but only distributed in uh, Europe. So the Brut and the Rosé are the only ones available in the U.S.? Yes, so so far, Currently. because, you know, it's difficult to, to... It takes time to introduce a new category wine, and if we introduce too many uh, sub-brand and typology, it becomes even uh, harder for a consumer to understand. So first step is to understand what Franciacorta is, is not Prosecco, is not Champagne, that, as you said, the, uh, going back to the price positioning, I think that outside of Italy and for the quality, and uh, the, the, it's, it's receiving quite good success thanks to this uh, good value for money. Uh, good. Yeah, good value, yeah. yeah. Both are non-vintage. Yes. Does Berluki make any vintage? Oh yes, we have quite few vintages. We have uh, uh, we just presented uh, this year a new 
no dosage uh, vintage 2009. Then we have um, a reserva that is 60 months on lease uh, because in Francia Corta we have, let's say, four steps uh, uh, according to the year of uh, maturation on lease. So we have a Francia Corta base, as we call it, that needs 18 months on lease. So more than for champagne. Champagne needs to have 15 months on lease, but Francia Corta producers wanted to stress the and length, the length of maturation. So uh, from harvest to the table, not less than two years. Francia Corta base is 18 months. Then you have rosé, non-vintage is 24 months, so more than brut. Then we have vintage, that is 36 months. Three years. Three years. And reserva, or reserve, I, I reserve, yeah. reserve, I like it. It's at least 60 months. So Five years on lease. Five years on lease. Actually, the, the reserva we have on the market right now in Europe is called Palazzolana, and it's Pinot Noir 100%, and it's uh, Harvest 2007. So, uh, so it's current vintage. Yes. Obviously, because it's such a young region, you probably had time to, your opportunity to go back and taste some of those earlier vintages. How, how, how does Frangicorte age? Very well. Of course, it's, uh, you know, it, let's say that um, Francia Corta has a very high potential still because many of the vines are very young. We don't have so old, such old uh, vineyard, vines, trees in order to get, you know, very, very long uh, longevity wines. But even with those uh, young vines, we get marvelous uh, production we and the, the non-vintage wines they're they're meant to drink now they're they're not meant to lay down for years these are meant to open up and drink now yeah yes but still with a very uh, good minerality and uh, elegance not well fruit is uh, important the fruity taste but with a dry and elegant uh, savory great Let's taste some wine. All right, so what's this first wine we're tasting? So this is Berlucchi 61 Brut. And Brut. 80% Chardonnay, you say? Yes, 80% Chardonnay, 20% Pinot Noir. Uh, this, uh, it should be 18 months on lease, but actually it's 24, because with, for this line we want to increase the month of uh, maturation. Mm -hmm. nice, uh, nice citrus flavors. Mm -hmm. Lime. A little bit of grapefruit, lemon peel, and, and good minerality, kind of. Yeah, that, good uh, That's what I forgot to say about. Yeah, you know, when I speak English, I, I don't have so many words to to explain. <laughs> about, but minerality is also, although it's a young, uh, it's young because it's only twenty four years mm -hmm. months, but it's. Minerality is very impressive. It doesn't have that super lazy creaminess to it. It's the bright acidity is definitely up yes. front there. Yes. What, what's the soil like? So the soil in Francia Corta is moraine, moraine hills, because it's an area that was formed by a, an ancient glacier, 
and when the glacier was uh, expanding shrink, uh, or shrinking, shrinking, uh -huh. uh, all the minerals that were brought by the by the ice uh -huh. that was uh, left behind left behind uh, in the soil. So it's uh, some parts. Uh, uh, well, it's very little, uh, not clay, not much clay, and in fact, it's very stony area. Mm -hmm. And uh, another uh, rule in Franciacorta is that it's forbidden to water, water sure. the, the vines. Mm -hmm. So the grape has to go with their roots down, down, down into the soil where, thanks to this stone, they get all the minerals. Sure, they bring that up from way down. Yes, exactly. And uh, um, that's another point about the quality of the grape uh, grown there. It's a pretty wine. It's fun. And I could see that savory. There's the savory almost, and almost a little bit of like mushroom, kind of. I'm getting like like a white button mushroom. You know, mushroom for us are porcini, very strong. Not so. that strong. <laughs> the American mushroom, the white button yeah, waffle, well, very, okay. very mild. <laughs> Traditionally, in Franciacorta, what would you serve this with? Normally with the um, first course, pasta or... For example, casoncelli is a typical food made in that area. It's a kind of raviolo mm -hmm. made with homemade pasta and stuffed with uh, different kinds of meat, just boiled and then dressed with butter, cooked, uh, overcooked with sage inside mm -hmm. so that sage becomes mm. crispy. Yeah. And Parmesan cheese on top. You're making me hungry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things I noticed, and I know I shouldn't do this, I'm comparing it to champagne, is it's not as yeasty as champagne. And I think I think that allows the fruit and the acid to be more forward. Franciacorta is wine made with traditional method sparkling wine. We, we want to stress the fact that we want Franciacorta to be drank during a meal because this... We say vinosity. I don't know if you have this word in English. That reminds you to a wine. Okay. With carbon dioxide and this uh, acidity persists. You see how it it's it's long. It's, it's long for sure. You just the flavor just keeps going and going. And it, it makes you uh, happy to drink another uh, drop. Another, yeah. I mean it. Makes you that's, want more. That's uh, savory, you mm -hmm. know, because it increases the water. Your mouth waters. Yeah, the mouth. Yeah, your mouth waters and yes. wants more from the acidity. Exactly. All right, tell me about this wine. What do we have here now? Here we have rosé, Berlucchi 61 Franciacorta rosé. And uh, this is made 80% of, 60% uh, of Pinot Noir, sorry, and 40% Chardonnay. And as I mentioned before, uh, we got this marvelous color. I'm sorry that... Uh, yeah, pretty color. Pretty yeah. color. It's uh, a bit of a, a darker salmon. Yeah. Pink rose maybe a little bit. It's, it's you know, because we leave the Pinot Noir uh, on skin for uh, almost 24 hours. 24 hours. So we got a very... Uh, rich color. Rich color, exactly. Uh, only during the blending of the cuvee, we mix it with Chardonnay and we bottle the two of them together in the bottle. So right. this color is not made just by adding red wine to right. the syrup. 
because oh. that's not what we want. Sure. We want Pinot Noir to have the body and the structure to hold uh, this wine. It's a pretty smell. The Pinot Noir, the weight of the Pinot Noir is there. It's fleshier. It's more curvaceous than the, 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 the linear elegance of of the the brute this is a I little fleshier even and some people say that if you close your eyes you don't recognize a rosé from a brute but i think you do with it because pinot noir is very important and uh, and normally rosé is th- thought as a you know wine for women for ladies but no it's not, not anymore because pinot not noir anymore, right? has got a very strong structure yeah. and definitely um as opposed to the, the, the citrus notes of the, the brut, the, the rosé, there's some berry. Berry, That, that, yes. that, that Pinot Noir brings in those kind of light berry, yeah. the strawberry, and that's yeah, like strawberry with a little bit of lime. A lot of fun. And same price, $27. Well, a little bit more little more than for 30 30 Again, $30 a bottle for this wine is just an outstanding value. Yeah, mm. the only thing French Acorta needs in the United States is people to talk about it. And people, and what we want to do is to make people taste it. Because it's difficult to represent with words what you have in mouth. And uh, uh, so we are making tasting, tasting events, uh, because it's the only way Franciacorta can be uh, recognized. It's it's, it's very hard to, to, to put... Wine in the words, for sure. Writing about wine is like dancing about architecture. Mm. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's, it's so hard to I put in the words. Yes. You know, you can pick the same seven or eight descriptors and mix the words around in different order, and it's supposed to mean something different, where you'll never know the difference between a frangicorta and a champagne until you sit down and you taste a frangicorta exactly. and understand the difference. Um, th- these are delicious wines. They're obviously represent a great value there you could do a lot worse at 27 and 30 dollars a bottle uh thank you so much christina uh it was a pleasure to see you it's great to taste your thank wines you. i really recommend if you haven't had a franchicorta get out buy some taste it berluki 61 you can't beat it for the price thank you so much for being here christina. thank you john for john's tasting notes on the wines from this episode go to www.thehonestpoorpod.com Make sure you catch every episode by subscribing to The Honest Pour with John Lennart at iTunes, Stitcher, or the Google Play Store. Also, be sure to like us on Facebook at The Honest Pour with John Lennart and follow us on Twitter at The Honest Pour. This has been The Honest Pour with John Lennart. Music by Kevin McLeod. 